another episode of A Sandwich and Some Love, and it's a podcast. I'm Kelly Raspberry Evans, and this is my husband and co-host. Hello, I'm Alan. Hey, train in the house. Momentarily. I'm momentarily in the house. That's yes, right. I just came from the Sunshine State. Yeah, which has not been very sunshiny. Florida is having a big cold front. It was freezing. I know. I mean, absolutely. It's colder there than it is here. And you didn't check the weather before you went. No, so I didn't take a jacket. Assuming it's going to be sunny, warm Florida. Babe, it was so cold. How cold was it? Babe, it was so cold. There were iguanas falling out of the palm trees. That's not a joke. That's true. But when they hit the ground, they shattered into pieces. That's not true. That's a joke? Oh, I thought you were trying to... Babe, it was so cold in Florida. How cold was it? It was so cold in Florida, I saw a dolphin with a wetsuit on. (laughs) 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 Okay, dad jokes out of the way. Babe, it was so cold in Florida. How cold was it? It was so cold. How cold was it? I saw a flamingo wearing a pink North Face fleece tank top. Wow. Y'all have to forgive me for not laughing at that one. That was a stretch. Okay. Dad jokes officially out of the way. It was cold. I heard. It was cold. I heard. It was cold. It really was cold. I believe you. They have they're having a cold snap. I mean, I about froze to death taking an Uber over to to dinner last Is night. Is this going to affect the uh orange harvest? I don't know anything about that. that I, don't, I thought that was in January. I have no idea. Yeah. Or, well, no, it it, well, it is January. What am I saying? <laughs> it is January. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. So, either. anyway, there's that. And Alan's leaving me again because he's here and gone off to the Grammys. And thankfully, he did not listen to me. He actually got a second advice because I've been to award shows before and I've been painfully overdressed. But, Alan talked to the winner of this charity uh, prize and found out it is black tie where you're sitting, which that's a good sign, babe. I talked to B.I.J. tonight, Bad Influence Jeff. Yeah. And B.I.J. said, well, I told him, I said, well, Kelly told me that I can just wear jeans and a blazer to the awards. That's normally what I And you know what he said? Oh, no, no, no. He goes, I would not do that. (laughs) He goes, these tickets... Are gold VIP section. Okay, see, that's very different than what whatever I'm used that to. means. But he said there's a chance we might be on TV. Oh, good. Are you going to be seat fillers? I don't know how he knows that, but he's going to wear a tux, like a black tie, like yeah. a like a, a black tie. Yeah. And I'm going to probably wear a blue tux with a black shirt. Is it your blue wedding suit? Yes, and a black tie. I love that suit on I th- you. I think I can fit back into it. Red Mountain. Wow, hashtag ad. Hashtag free ad. Yeah, Red Mountain. That's right. People want to know. So that'll be fun. Alan will have lots of stories to tell. Yes. On the next podcast. We'll have lots of stories. I don't think we, yeah, we don't record again until you get back. Well, not unless you want to do one solo on, uh, do it Han Solo on Sunday night. Nobody wants just to hear me. Babe, I'm not going to be back till late on Monday. How late? Like, really late? And you think after that bender, I'm going to want to do a podcast? Not that I want to jip the listener, but... I can maybe do one. Maybe I'll ask a friend or somebody to do it with me, or maybe a McKelly. I'll think about that. I'm going to be bushed with a capital B. I will think about that. I might do a podcast, but I don't know how to do all the equipment, except I know how to hit the record button. That's really um, 
not so hard, but I wouldn't know how to send it to Robert. You'd have to show me our producer. Uh, it's a multi-step process, but I think you can handle it. We'll, see. But we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how I feel. We'll see how I feel. We'll see how I feel. We'll just skip it <laughs> until you get back. So anyway, we got um, a few things to get to tonight. I saw an interesting uh, little blurb pop across my screen today, blurb. Alan, from your hometown of Wichita Falls, Wichita Texas. Falls. Tell me how you feel about this. The hottest and the coldest place try, I've ever been. Yeah. What I try to do is and imagine if this was a, a husband doing it to his wife, would I feel differently than a wife doing it to her husband, right? Is is all fair? Is it an even, you know, when we talk about men shouldn't get alimony or child support, well, what if the woman is the the bigger breadwinner and things? You know, is are we really wanting fair and equal treatment, ladies? So anyway, this is the story I saw. A woman was wondering where her husband was. So she went out looking for him over the weekend. Two o'clock Sunday morning, finds him at Hefe's. Are you familiar with Hefe's in Wichita Falls? I am unfamiliar with the establishment Hefe's. At 2 a.m. and he is there with his mistress. I know where Psych Center Mall is. You missed the part where I said he was there with his mistress. Well, I was listening to the nationally syndicated Kid Craddock Morning Show this morning, so I did hear well, you tell this story. Okay, well, oh. play along like oh, you did. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Why I, okay. do you always spoil it like that? <laughs> like you did my jokes. I, they weren't funny. <laughs> but I thought I, they were kind of funny. Well, they were corny in oh, a dad okay. way. So anyway, listen, Alan, now, okay, everybody else who hadn't heard it, so the woman, they, there, some sort of scuffle, an argument ensues, and she ends, is, ends up using a taser gun on her husband's hand. I don't know if that was on purpose, if she aimed for something else, and he like went to block, because you know, she was probably aiming for something else, and he maybe tried to block that hit. I don't know. I don't have that much detail. But of course, he calls the police. And now his wife is charged, I believe, with spousal assault. I don't have the story right in front of me. Spousal battery, something like that. Yeah, he's pressing charges against his wife unless they make up and he decides to forgive her. I don't know if they're allowed to do that just to drop charges because she still did it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of women are like, yeah, he was with his mistress. He deserves what he gets. Would you say the same thing if that was a man that found his wife in a bar with her lover? I don't know. How do you feel about that? Like the whole thing? And the whole thing's just bad. So wait a second. The wife, how does she know he was at said establishment? She went looking for him, she I just... guess. And there's only a certain amount of places that are open at 2 a.m. Or maybe she got some intel. I don't know how she found it, but she found him there. I mean, people go out looking for, if they're real jealous and stuff, you can go out and you know the usual places to go look for somebody. Isn't this what that show Cheaters was all about? The premise around, like, if they... Catch yeah. each other, what's going to happen? Caught, caught, yeah. yeah, like none of it's ever good, right? But right. at the end of the day, the dude wasn't... I'm not saying what he's doing is, is cool, but he wasn't doing anything illegal. Now, when she stalks him, chases him in there, and then tases the guy, that's illegal. That's, well, that's Yeah, and she's arrested. That's illegal. You can't do that. You can't, no matter how much you hate the guy, you can't run up to him and tase him. Yeah. He wasn't doing anything illegal. Immoral. Immoral, yes. Illegal, no. Would you feel differently if it was if a man had done that to a woman? It would be this would be national news, I think. Well, 
I, to me, it, it doesn't matter. You can't go into a place and tase somebody, period. End of story. You may disagree with how they're being as a husband or wife, but that doesn't mean you can follow them around and tase, tase them. Tase them, or, bro. Don't tase me, bro. slash their tires or, I don't know, set their clothes on fire. All that's illegal. Have you ever done anything like just in a fit of rage? You know, she was just so angry. Have I ever done anything in a fit of rage? Yeah, I, I can't... Remember, I always like, I know... Um, Sometimes I like concentrate really hard when I'm really mad and stuff just starts to set on fire. <laughs> you know, like broken something or punched a hole in a wall or something. I've never done no, that. No, I've never been that 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 dude that I have punches enough, drywall. Yeah, I have enough sense to know if I break this, I paid money for that or I'm going to have to pay money to have it repaired. So I've never done anything like that. I have stormed over to a boyfriend's house and pounded on the door. I have done that. That's a little crazy. Well, it's he, a little cray cray. Yeah, well he left me and he you know, he he left me for Patrick. So you're going to go very over there upset. you're going to go show him, huh? Well, I was upset for a couple of layers there. He left me for a man. You didn't pick up on that part. Well, you said Patrick. I did pick up on that part. You didn't part. acknowledge it. Baby. <laughs> Okay, I, I, you've, I've heard that before. I know, but yeah. some people have it, so you need to act like, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. That's the only thing I can think of I've ever done in a, in a, a fit, fit of rage. In a fit of rage? And I, and I even said the, I believe I said the F-bomb in, wow. in front of my mother before I whoa, went over there. But whoa, she knew how, yeah, I think I did. Whoa. I think I did. It was either the F or the S. I'm not whoa. really sure. It might have been D. You I'm not sure. F-bomb in front of Connie Raspberry? She knew how upset I was. I just got dumped for a man and it was just, I was irrational and I was like, I'm blanking going over there. I think that's what happened. And I remember as I was saying that, I'm like, I can't believe I just cussed in front of my mother. Yeah, but I'm that mad. That's wheels. I've never cussed in front of my parents to this day. I still never Really? Have. No. No. You know, one time my mom, I forgot what she was talking about, but this is just why we're talking about saying words. My mom said something in front of, and you know my mom. Yeah. How saintly my mom is. Yes. Practically an angelic. Yes. In front, and I never heard this, but my sister relayed the story to me how... <laughs> How my mother saw somebody, it was an actress or somebody, and said she had nice, <clears throat> I can't even say it, grits, but. The T? Yes. My mom. Yeah. It, I think you can say that on a podcast and not get in trouble. I don't think you can say it on the radio. But I was like, she said what? And she said, yeah. And I'm like, why did she say that? She's like, I don't know. She was maybe just watching she TV was, and she said she, was she has nice to, grits. Maybe she was referring to teats as they are referred to on a cow. No. Maybe she said teats. It was a woman. So every time I hear that story, it makes me uncomfortably really uncomfortably tense. Yes. Wow. I challenge you in 2020 to say one curse word, just a mild one in front of your parents. No. A why mild would I do that? one. Why would I do that? Just, I don't know. Over a football game, you get really upset. I mean, I might have caught. I mean, have you said what the hell? Not yeah, but not. Have you said the S word? No, not in front of my the mom and D dad. D word? What, like dick? Damn. Oh. <laughs> what do you think the D word is? I thought it was dick. No, I know you've said that in front of your parents. You and your dad chuckle at that one. I saw a guy in. Uh, I'm I'm not making this up. I saw a guy in Florida. I think his name was Rich Long. Really? Mm -hmm. I can't believe a parent would do that to a child, but yet they do. Nothing wrong with that. 
It's kind you of know. a funny bit. Yeah, I know. You're saddled with it as a child. That's yeah. the hard part. As an adult, maybe you can see the humor in it if you survive childhood. Um, we have, we're just kind of scatter shooting. We have a lot of stuff. We do. I have stuff. You know what I got a lot of stuff of? In my FabFitFun box. Oh, FabFitFun. Yeah, yes. I love it. You know, I get it every quarter, a FabFitFun box. It's a seasonal subscription box. And because it comes once a quarter, it's usually everything. Well, it is um, what you need for that season. And right now, the uh, 2019 FabFitFun winter box is on sale because guess what? We're in winter now. So winter started, what, December 22nd? So we're in the throes of winter and I'll tell you what I have been using mostly. I mean, I use everything in my FabFitFun box. What I've been obsessed with and use daily is that makeup eraser washcloth. I saw them um, using it. I was like over the holidays, I was watching QVC or something and they were selling them on QVC and the woman was just, uh, you know, showing how it works. I'm like, oh, I need to try one of those. It just miraculously shows up in my FabFitFun box. And then these Rodile Soft Focus Glow Drops. They are, they make me glow like an angel. I love them. I mix them in with a little bit of my moisturizer to put on before I put on my tinted. I, I have a whole routine and now that is part of my daily routine. I would have never discovered these. That wouldn't have even been on my radar if it wasn't for FabFitFun. And that's what's so beautiful about it because FabFitFun encourages you to learn and experience new products you normally wouldn't try or those ones you've been questioning. It's like, oh my God, I've been wanting to, but I haven't wanted to splurge. And with FabFitFun, these are all full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products. Like I said, straight to your door four times a year. So it's like Christmas comes four times a year. It's a great way to treat yourself treat a girlfriend, What a, a gift that keeps on giving. And not only with your subscription, it's more than just the box. You get access to members-only flash sales. Uh, you also get on-demand videos from FabFitFun TV with exclusive content from experts like Venus Williams and Jillian Michaels, who's been in all the news lately with all she had to say about uh, Lizzo. You heard that, right? But she's got a lot of great tips for losing weight and being healthy. And you can access all of this for free with your FabFitFun membership. And FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. And it retails for $49.99, but always has a retail value of over $200. Mm. Use coupon code... Kelly, all right, K-E-L-L-I-E, for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. That's www.fabfitfun.com. Promo code Kelly, K-E-L-L-I-E. Promo code Kelly. And every time Alan reads it, he acts like he's surprised, but I don't say anything because I don't want to spoil it. Maybe... I don't know how long we'll do this podcast. We've been doing it over two years you mean, now. Oh, you mean we're going to quit the podcast? May or you mean tonight? No, maybe someday, like maybe in the next five years, I'll get my own promo code. <clears throat> is it that? Is it that big of a deal? Um, are you, is your feeling? Are your is your ego okay? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, okay, what are we doing? I, I got letters. I love letters. I love oh, you feeling. Do? Well, I do. Okay. Well. I I like. I feel like we connect when people write us letters and ask us questions. Do so you want to do this first or last? Do whatever you want to do, babe. Okay. Well, let's start with letters. We'll just we'll just start with letters. We got a couple of letters. Here. Okay. Uh, the first letter is from, and you can mail letters to mail. Wow, that is old school. 
can you email. can email electronic mail letters to podcast at kellyandallen.com. Let's connect. You can mail us, too. I think our address is on our website. Yeah. Kellyandallen.com. We got a couple of lovely Christmas cards from some of our podcast family members. It was really sweet. Our friend, nice. our friend in West Texas, in Armadillo, he mailed me a Jason Witten jersey. Yeah, I'm getting that framed. I'm getting it framed. So yeah, you can you can mail us or email us. Okay, this one's from Sarah. She says, LOL. Just starts it right on in with an LOL. Great. She, she says, there are two things my significant other does that super duper annoy me. Mm-hmm. Number one, he leaves trash everywhere, like on the counter when the trash can is a foot away. Yeah. Or leaves his dirty dishes on the table. Yeah. Number two, he leaves the seat and lid up. Mm-hmm. Everyone should put the lid down. Everybody should know that. That's just that would solve all the problems if you just close it all together every time. There is so much bacteria that gets splashed up, and if everyone puts the lid down to flush them, excellent point. We are all on equal footing here. That's Every, an excellent point. Everyone has to lift at least the lid to go. LOL. Don't believe me about bacteria and fecal particles? It's true. Here's an article. And she sends me a link to f- an article about yeah. fecal matter. Yeah, I remember you're not supposed to have your toothbrush anywhere near your toilet she because says, of that reason. She says, gross, right? You guys make my ride home so fun. Oh, yay. I'm glad. Yeah, Alan and the children, it's kind of, I'm like, I don't understand. If you can bring your dish from... What do you mean, Alan? You do it too. No, Alan always it, brings not, his dish in. Yeah, but you don't put it in the dishwasher. You don't follow through. You're like you, almost... No, not true. I'm being well, misrepresented. All right. The kids, he's got the kids now to bring the, the plate from the table to the kitchen counter... Over the dishwasher next baby to the steps, trash babe, can. Baby steps. Yeah, I'm just waiting for that day when they just follow through and it goes in the dishwasher. If it goes in incorrectly, I won't say a word. I will just rearrange it quietly when they're not looking. Just the fact that they make that effort is going to mean a lot to me one day. You know what my daughter did tonight? She called me, Mom, come here. I didn't question and say, What do you want? I just went because I'm trying to be less snappy. <laughs> It's hard as a mom of a teenager because you get to the point where you're always snapping and then you find you're snapping for no reason at all. Anyway, she wanted to do her own laundry but wanted me just to watch to make sure she didn't mess up. That was a huge moment for me. That's good. That was a huge moment for me. I asked her if she'd do mine. She said no. No, I said that's the privilege she gets when she gets married to a man. I wouldn't want her to do mine, though, because then she'd see all kind of... We don't need to, none of us need to see some of that. Hash browns and stripes oh, and skid stop. marks. And, that's not true, though. I don't have those. And why would you say it? Why would you want people to think that? Because saying skid mark is funny. Plus, I mean. You, you just don't want a 13-year-old girl handing, handling your underwear. Well, that's true. Awkward. And vice versa. You don't want a 48-year-old man handling your daughter's underwear. Or mine. No, no, no. You, up on your head. No, no, yours I'll put on my head. I know. That's a so ridiculous. Funny bit. Okay. Next letter's Thank from. You, Sarah. Betty. You don't meet a lot of Bettys anymore. No, you don't. Maybe it's making a comeback. What's Betty short for? Elizabeth. That's right. I'm going to start calling the queen Betty instead of Liz. Betty and Chuck, her son Chuck. Um, okay, Betty says, hello, Alan and Kelly. Ah, list my name first. How about that? She says, I listen to the Kid Craddock. At least you have that, honey. She says, I listen to the Kid Craddock <laughs> Morning Show, nationally syndicated, back when it was in the Nashville market. And try to listen online now when I can, as I love the show. Thank you. I also love listening to your podcast. 
And I was excited to hear you talking about the Tennessee Titans on a recent episode. Yeah, they had a great season. Titans had a great season. I like that running back. Yeah. Derrick Henry. You also talked about a true crime podcast you were listening to about the Steve McNair murder. Yes. I'm going to check that out, but your podcast is always number one for me. Thank you. Just wanted you to know you have some Middle Tennessee listeners. Thanks for the teary eyes now and then and the laughs out loud you bring to everybody. Hashtag tighten up. Oh, great. Yeah. Betty. Thank you, Betty. I, I need to listen to that podcast, that it's Steve McNair podcast, too. But I tell you, I keep getting drawn into these Dateline ones. There was one that was so good that I listened to last night about this woman who um, was harassing, or so we thought, um, this man that she had just been sleeping with, like 11,000 emails and threatening to kill his baby mama and all this stuff, but it had a huge twist and it was awesome. So Dateline, I like the Dateline podcast because they're just one episode and you're done. But I also like the ones where you have to follow along like six, seven, eight episodes. That's fun Mm -hmm. too. It makes me look forward to getting in the car. But what was the first part? Oh, Nashville. Yeah, we were there for a hot minute. I don't even remember when we were there. I know we were on, we are still on in Chattanooga, but listen to this. Who lives in Nashville that I love? Landon. Living with Landon. Who's coming to town next month, like in a couple weeks? I'm assuming Landon. Living with Landon. Okay, all right. And she's having a little meet and greet, and she's invited me. Really? She's not giving details yet, so I can't tell. So if y'all love living with Landon like I do, I'll have to give you details when she says it's okay, because they haven't announced the location yet. Okay. I'm very excited. You excited? That's why I want Alan to consider retiring in Nashville so I can be in the same city as Landon. You got a beach close to that? They have lakes with beaches. There's sand around the lakes. Got saltwater beaches next to that? Close. We can put a saltwater pool in the backyard. All right. This next one is from Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim says, no, it's Lil' Kim. Lil. Not Little. Lil. Not Little Kim. Lil. It's Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim. She says. I did not know we had a celebrity listening. That's awesome. Hi, Kelly and Allie. You said your name first. Hi. You can call me. Lil, Lil Kim. Kim. <laughs> First off, I just want to say that I adore you guys. I've listened to you guys from the beginning and haven't missed an episode. Oh, girl. I, is, we have to apologize when people this say is, that. This is your very, very best customer. Because our, okay? our, some of our podcasts have really been bad. You have got to treat this customer with the utmost respect. What would she like? What would she like? Well, she says, your podcast has gotten me through college when I'm homesick and crave the presence of my, of, of my parents. Okay. Aw, we're like your surrogate parents. Kind of makes me a little uncomfortable. I don't. I love it. Really? I love that. But see, does that mean she'd have to call me daddy? Well, now you're making it creepy. And she's only 22. You're making it creepy. <clears throat> okay. She says, and I crave the presence of my parents or just the presence of anyone in general. Now, I can, oh, I can flow with that. Yeah. Okay. Because let's face it, sometimes college can be lonely. Yes. You know, that's true. I that was is, so lonely oh, sometimes. I was too. Sit there, study all the time by yourself. Go to the library on a Friday night. Haul your backpack over there on a Saturday morning. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not like it is in the movies, all those frat parties and stuff, is it? Wasn't for me. Wasn't for me either. I'm writing because over the past year, I've been struggling with anxiety and bouts of depression. Mm. My anxiety often causes me to feel nauseated and mm-hmm. leaves me isolated because everywhere I go, I'm wondering when the anxiety is going to hit. It often keeps me from going places with my friends. Okay. 
The depression is usually derived from my anxiety because I get so tired of feeling anxious or sick all the time. Mm -hmm. My primary care doctor went ahead and prescribed me the SSRI Lexapro, and I'm feeling hesitant about taking it. I don't want Mm -hmm. to be on it for life, and I'm worried about the side effects or feeling flat Mm -hmm. all the time, as you guys mentioned on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I also wonder if I'm too young to be on this medication since I am only 22 years old. I wanted to get your opinion on this or even hear about side effects that you've both dealt with. I graduate with a bachelor's in nursing in May, and I would really like to get a grip of my anxiety before I start my career. Are there other possible anxiety remedies I could try Mm -hmm. before jumping to medication? Thank you so much about being so open about your mental health journey on the podcast. It helps more than you'll ever know. Love you guys desperately, Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim, I get it. I remember being so lonely... When I was in college, I went to Liberty University. This is way back, way back in the day. And there, if you even knew of somebody doing something wrong and you didn't tell, you were considered just as guilty. And I knew some of my friends were going out and doing stuff. They were breaking rules. And so I would just stay in my room by myself so often. And all I would, and we weren't allowed to listen to like rock music or anything. And I would sit there as quietly as I could with my Duran Duran cassette and just, you know, put it on my pillow and just listen to Duran Duran. It was the most, one of the most miserable times of my life. So I get it. College is not always fun for everybody, but I have been on a few different antidepressants over the years. I started off with Prozac. Prozac for me left me feeling flat all the time. I had no highs, no lows. I felt nothing. And I didn't think that was a healthy way to live. I wanted to feel. So then I ended up um, trying a couple of different ones and I got to Wellbutrin and that worked really well for me. But see what works well for me might not work well for you or you or you or whoever's struggling. You have to find what works for you. I went off of them for a while and I went through a real period of anxiety as well, and my physician recommended Lexapro to me. I took it for about two days and then never took it again because the way my body reacted to it, I could not get off the couch. I was so sleepy. I could not function. I could I could not get up. It made me, it just made me a zombie. So I couldn't, that did not work for me. Will it work for you? I don't know. Now, As far as anxiety stuff goes, I am a huge proponent of this homeopathic stuff that my mother turned me on to because her dog, Jojo, may he rest in peace, had horrible anxiety. And there are these pills called Highlands Nerve Tonic, and they're also Calms. There's Calms as well. There's two different ones, but Highlands Nerve Tonic is the one I've used. They're these little dot pills. They're so tiny. And you put, according to the instructions in the bottle, children can take them they're homeopathic they're perfectly natural you put them under your tongue they dissolve in less than like five seconds they're gone they hardly have any taste at all and it's a pleasant whatever taste it is every 15 minutes while you're having an anxiety attack but for me if I just get a little stressed Alan's been with me when I've like I can't really catch a full breath I'm feeling anxious I usually just put those under my tongue and I'm good at night if I'm feeling that anxious before I go to bed I put them under the tongue go right to sleep so If you don't want to go on prescription meds, I get it. Try homeopathic. My suggestion would be Highlands Nerve Tonic or Calms. And I think it's Calms with a Z. They sell them at Walmart. They sell them on Amazon. They're not expensive. And I think it's worth a try. Mm -hmm. What do you think about your experiences? That's good. Good advice, babe. Um, 
Well, Lil' Kim mentions, she, she has some words in here that um, I can relate with. Uh, feeling nauseated, uh, feeling isolated, uh, anxious or sick all the time. And yeah, those are, those are symptoms definitely of, um, you know, anxiety. And, and you, you, you say you may think you're even depressed. I will say, you know, Kelly and I aren't doctors. No, so we're just giving no. you our opinion about our experience. The best person to listen to is, is not Kelly and I. No. <laughs> it's going to be your doctor. So be sure to talk to your doctor about all these things that, that you're feeling. Um, but also, now you, that, you, not all doctors, I mean, sometimes you need to get a second opinion. Yeah, true. Because some so- doctors will just write a prescription. I've had doctors before. They would just, what do you need? Just write you a prescription yeah, for right, it. Right, right. You know, there are those kind of And there are a lot of too. different types of medications. Now, that being said, you said you're 22. This is something I've actually, and we've talked about it a little bit on the, on the podcast, a couple of episodes, but I've actually struggled with this my entire life. So for me... It's anxiety or the depression Yeah, anxiety part. and depression, both of them. So for me, it's something that I've just kind of recently learned that in some people, it's just, it's just part of who you are, you know, and there's no shame in if you need help um, through medication, getting help. You know, if you had, if you had pain in your back, you know, you had chronic back pain, you wouldn't just ignore the pain. You would try to do something to make it better. You might try physical therapy. If that didn't work, you might try stretching. You know, if that didn't work, you might try homeopathic remedies. If that didn't work, well, okay, I'm going to have to take Mm painkillers to make the pain go Mm -hmm. away. There's no shame in turning to, to medicine if that's something that your body needs. And sometimes it's temporary, but sometimes it's not. Yeah. Sometimes it's something that a person just needs right. every day. And, and and for me, my entire life, this has been something that comes and goes. You know, some sometimes I feel awesome. And I've, and, you know, I've told Kelly all this. Sometimes I feel great. And then sometimes I, I don't feel great. And for me, when I do take the medicine, it makes me feel better. Now, I've also talked on the podcast how I felt when I was taking it sometimes. I didn't, I didn't feel good. I felt flat. I think those were in periods where I didn't really need it. I was taking medicine that I didn't really need because I was already kind of in a good spot. Now, if there's a trigger or something bad happens or whatever it is that causes those things within me to, to, to trigger those feelings, it, you know, if I do have to take the medicine, it usually makes me feel better. And that's just me. That's just my experience. And Kelly said the one she tried, the Lexapro. God, um, I could not. Yeah. I was so sleepy on that stuff. Yeah. I truly could not get up. I have experience with that one. So Did if, it make you sleepy? Or? Yeah. When you start it, you, you're, you're, and these are side effects that are listed on the medication. You feel dizzy. You feel drowsy. Um, you just don't feel right. That's not you, the one I, for me. You, you sweat at night. It's... You know, but if you can get through that first two weeks and your body becomes acclimated to the to the medication, you start feeling better. Now, again, just my experience, you can go online and there's a there's a website that reviews medicines and people post their experiences with not just depression and anxiety medicine, but any kind of medicine. And you'll see all these for everybody. Yeah, it's not. You'll see all these different reviews for people that. Um, have taken Lexapro, have taken Prozac, have taken Xanax, have taken all the, the antidepressants. Highlands Nerve Tonic. Highlands Nerve Tonic. <laughs> so I guess what we're saying is it's it's okay to try different things, lean on your doctor, and also medication, either the homeopathic like Kelly's talking about or prescribed medication, along with counseling, along with therapy where you can talk to somebody about what you're feeling, 
to me, in my experience, that's the best way to get through really, really tough stuff is, you know, Kelly and I talk a lot about a lot of different things, but sometimes you got to go outside and get like a, uh, an, an another obje- perspective, yeah, another perspective, an objective um, viewpoint and somebody that doesn't know you that well to just kind of hear all the facts and tell you, well, this is kind of what I think you're telling me, you know? And, you, and your wife was right, Alan. That's what that outside <laughs> yeah, opinion she, usually she, says. Yeah, you're right a just lot. Just listen to Kelly. But um, don't be ashamed in having to, to do that. But um, I'm so happy that we're there for you. That yeah. makes me feel very good. No, I love knowing yeah. that we help people, you know, get through stuff, like being a distraction. Being a distraction is not a bad thing. Yeah. I like that. No, we're glad you can write us and ask us that kind of stuff. Let and us I, know what you do, Lil' Kim. And hey, I'm glad we have a little bit of experience with it because I know it's something that a lot of people deal with. You, you know, know what? The more life you leave, live, lead, more life you live, the more experiences you have. So at this point in our lives, we've experienced a lot. I still have not smoked marijuana. Don't plan on it. So I can't help you there. But antidepressants, I can tell you something about that. You haven't smoked marijuana, but you have taken or you have drank uh, five martinis then passed out on an elevator floor. That's the truth, man. Okay. The next letter is from Chelsea. Chelsea says, quote, that's my husband. I found him on Bumble. Close quote from Kelly. This made me laugh out loud. <laughs> T-shirt worthy. Oh, my. That's when I was telling the, what were they, the, the top 10 things that Peter should have told his young lady friend when that thing On was. On The Bachelor? Yeah, when that thing was under all that pressure. I don't even remember. There she blows. You might need some safety goggles. Um, why were they doing that on the Bachelor? Over the teeth I don't and past the gums. Look out, stomach. Here it comes. Yeah, why were they? Why were they talking about that on the Bachelor? Were they talking about that on the Bachelor? Babe, we did a bit like two podcasts ago. Remember I the know. picture? I can't remember anything. The girl who had the stuff on her face. Let me tell you how bad my memory has gotten. Oh, it's horrible. It is so bad. It's horrible. I can't remember anything. It okay. So last night, let me tell you how bad it was. <laughs> I had on these really cute over-the-knee boots. They're super cute. I think they're Steve Madden. They're kind of ultra suede. They're sassy. I love them. They're flats. I could not get them off, and Alan wasn't here. So I go upstairs to Emma Kelly. I say, Emma Kelly, you have to help me get these boots off. I can't get them off. She's pulling. She's tugging. It's about to break my foot. It hurts so bad. We can't get this boot off. She's like, Mommy, you're just going to have to sleep in them. I can't. I need to take a shower. I have to get these boots off. We struggled. We pulled. I really thought I was pulling the skin off my foot. Finally got the boot off, only to realize after the boot was off, there was a zipper in the back. I forgot the boots had a zipper. Hmm. This is bad. This is bad. I can't remember anything. That's like trying to take your pants off without taking your belt off. I couldn't believe it. When I, we, we both were like, oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. It's the kind of the... the the zipper that's right at the back of the foot, like, you know, from your Achilles tendon down, that's where it was. Unbelievable. I was horrified. But anyway, that was from last night. But really quick, a brief aside on The Bachelor, and then we can get going because I know we're wrapping it up. Just a real quick thing. Why are you doing that? Doing what? Why are you acting defeated? Because I want to talk about The Bachelor. I'm, I'm not. A lot of people care. Who? <laughs> women like me. And some men who are forced to watch I it I care with like women. the last... 
or women that Let are Let me left. tell you. Okay, so at the beginning of the season, Peter is boring, right? He's really cute. He's boring. But it's not about Peter. It's about the women around him who are crazy. Peter. This week made me nuts. That girl, Sydney, who is calling the pageant girl fake, who is from San Antonio, Texas. We love San Antonio. San Antonio. She was like Miss Texas. She competed for Miss USA. She's a pageant girl. And you know what? She's very diplomatic. She knows how to handle herself in high-stress situations. She turns it on for the camera. We all do. But Sydney and her little insecure self has to go throw um, Alana under the bus. I think it's Alana or Elena. Alana, I think. It was just a mess, and Peter ends up sending her home. I'm not a fan of Sydney now. I thought that was very immature, but I have to remind myself she's like only 22 and she's still figuring it out. But that's not the point of this story. So at the beginning of the season, the preview is the end of the, the he's got the final rose. He's going to, he's got the ring in his hand. He's looking at his ring and Chris Harrison, the host who also known as the liar comes up and says, Hey buddy, I got something to tell you. Apparently the girl's gone. She's not there. Cut to Peter lying on his bed saying, I, I, I can't understand what's happening. I think I'm going to pass out. This is bad. Cut to Peter's mom sobbing. Go get her and bring her home to us. And Chris Harrison promises this is an ending none of us can predict, that it's nothing we've ever seen before, that it's truly the most dramatic season ever. Well, of course, when he challenges us to something like that, people are trying to predict what the ending is. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to go on reality, Steve, because I don't want to know the ending. I want to be surprised. That doesn't mean I don't like trying to figure out what's going to happen. Because I don't know. You know what the theory is? The big popular fan theory is about The Bachelor? Let's hear it. That she's pregnant. Oh, gosh. Really? Peter has no problem with sleeping with the girls. He said sex is a natural thing in a relationship. It's very important. I don't know why it's so taboo. And apparently... He doesn't wait to the fantasy suite to make it happen as based on some previews. So here's the thing. If that is the case and that said bachelorette is pregnant, first of all, is it Peter's baby? Because remember, a lot of these girls are coming straight from relationships. They end up breaking up. Old Jeb Jed got skewered for leaving a, his girlfriend behind. Y'all were entirely too mean to him. And that was just like, you know, everybody goes on that show trying to be famous. Ain't nobody there for the right reasons. Quit drinking the Kool-Aid. They're all there because they want to be Instagram stars, social media influencers, and do club appearances. Nobody's there thinking they're really going to Nothing wrong with that. Love. Nobody. So... The girl could have dumped her guy and said, one last time for old time's sake, you know, that kind of thing before you go off and you're in seclusion for two months. So she could be pregnant with some other guy's baby, or she could be pregnant with Peter's baby, or she couldn't be pregnant at all. But that's a theory. Isn't that exciting? That's an exciting theory. It's pretty scandalous. It's very scandalous. And that would be something we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. Well, there have been a lot of things on The Bachelor we've never that, seen though. before that I'm sure will happen in the next 10 years. Ten years. Well, you know, it's always they always got to keep. Yeah, they got to keep. They got to keep up, up, up in the up ante. In the ante. They got to keep up. But in I the wish ante. that I would have thought of that theory. I had to read it online, somebody else's theory. But I bet it's right. That's a good one. Isn't that exciting though? This is the same type of energy I had when I was out there reading all these theories about the failed Star Wars movie. Yeah. Okay. Here's a. We'll do one more letter. Okay. I think. Yeah, I can read the. I can read the name of this one. Are you sure? This is a good one. Oh, I've been waiting to read this one. Why don't you just say who it's from at the end, and that way you'll know if you can say it. I, I think it's fine. I mean, Love, I, blah, blah, blah. This one's from... I'm going to say it up front anyway. Brooke. All right. 
Brooke says, I love this letter. Dear Kelly and Alan, first off, I love your show and I enjoy listening to the both of you. This email is in response oh, to Kelly's comment about Joe Burrow being, quote, cocky. Oh, yeah, the quarterback for LSU. During, I knew I was going to get heat for that. During the national championship game last week. I didn't like that. Just about every other college football player does this. I don't like it. Including Clemson. But heaven forbid someone do it against them. Well, it's Clemson. I live in, well, I'm from God's country. Texas. I don't know how you pronounce Clemson. Clemson. Okay. I live in South Kakalaki, South Carolina. So I get I get to experience the Clemson fans on their on their high horse a lot down here. She's a Gamecock. She's a Gamecock fan. They're such delightful people to be around, (laughs) let me tell you. Clemson has had their fair share of being cocky, and so has Dabo, Dabo, their coach. Oh. I would encourage Kelly to Google Christian Wilkins in the Ohio State game in the 2016 playoff. Who's that? He is must be an Ohio State player. You'll see what I mean when you pull up the clip. Ben Boulware is another name that comes to mind as being cocky that used to like play cocky. for them. I don't like it. She's I like humble. She's a football fan. I like humble. I like Troy Aikman humble. Even Emmett Smith humble. Humble. Even when Ta T A H J Ta Boyd was Taj t- Taj was tweeting about how South Carolina quote wasn't that good of a team close quote something along those lines. Melvin Ingram and Clowney took care of business that night in November for that tweet. So even their mediocre players are cocky. I'm not familiar with that Twitter. She's battle. basically saying the Everybody's so- cocky. The Clemson uh, players are cocky. I think, I think Joe Burrow played a great game. He did. And a wonderful season, too. He's cocky. He deserves to dust off his shoulders a little, mm-hmm. I think. Be classy. There could always be worse actions. Oh, sure. Now, here's the, here's, this is the payoff of this letter. She going to get me? This is the payoff. I'm still standing strong. You're going to love this. Kelly always had a slight edge. Kelly always had a slight edge. Until now. Of being the favorite. <laughs> But with this comment, and really just supporting that school in the upstate, oh, oh. Alan gets my vote. Go Gamecocks. I told you she was a Gamecock fan. I told you. G-E-A-U-X Gamecocks. P.S. For Alan, <laughs> a joke to tell Kelly since you like college football. Babe, do you know what the ACC stands for? That's the conference that Clemson is in. What's the ACC stand for? I don't for? know, something with Clemson in it, because Clemson starts with a C. A cupcake conference. Ba-dum-bum. bum That's the best you got. I tell you what, I'm hey, going to frame Miss Brooks' letter here, because this is my favorite letter I've ever received. Go ahead. It says, Alan Listen, gets my vote. When Clemson's not playing USC, <laughs> I vote for USC. Wait a I minute. want the Gamecocks to win. The University when, of Spoiled Children in L.A.? The USC is University of South Carolina. Oh, I thought you were talking about University of Spoiled Children in California. No, when Clemson is not playing USC, I want USC to win. I didn't go to Clemson. I didn't go to Carolina. I went to Francis Marion University. Our mascot was a Patriot. The Patriots. A man wearing little, you know, knickers with little white knee-high socks and a funny hat. Mel Gibson. Yes. Wasn't funny during the time. It's what you were supposed to wear. 
right? They that might was think, their fancy hey, dress. If they look two hundred years in the future, you think they think skinny jeans look funny? We didn't even have a football team. What we about flat bill flat bill caps? We had a baseball team. I wear both. I'm not even sure if we had a basketball team. We might have. I don't know what they have today, but I know they still don't have a football team. But I grew up with one of my best friends was Sarah Beth Harrell, and her daddy, Mr. George Harrell, was obsessed with Clemson. And I would go over to their house and spend the night. They had three boys, three girls. And the whole house is like practically orange. And so I just, Clemson became like the ones I rooted for all the time. Now, if I go home to South Carolina, all my uh, family are Gamecock fans. They walk around with those hats that say cocks on them. Yeah, that is See, so now, uncomfortable. You can do that in so South Carolina. So uncomfortable. But somebody gave me a cocks hat. It's a bit. They're doing it. a bit. I can't, w- no, it's go cocks. No, I get that, but they're doing a bit. Go Cox. Yeah. That's the thing. They are the Say Cox. Say it again. So why don't you keep saying it. So I could not wear that hat in Texas because people would think I was being vulgar. Lewd. But I am happy for the Gamecocks to win when they're not playing Clemson only because when I was in the first grade, I hung out with Sarah Beth Harrell. Well, second grade, really. All I know is Brooke says that the, even the mediocre players are cocky. Well, you support me and say who else texted and said that that, that uh, U- University of Louisiana, whatever gay, guy was cocky. Who, Burrow? Yeah. Who else said that that night when we were all watching the game and who? texted us? Oh, my dad. Your dad. <laughs> Your dad said the same. His dad texted me and Listen. said that that kid's cocky. I said, I, I texted back, okay. I just said that to Alan. Yeah, yeah my, my dad's 75 years old. I mean, he... I'm 75 at heart. He was a... In my spirit. He still thinks the guy should flip the ball to the umpire when they score a touchdown. Right. That's classy. That's classy. Let's not have any fun. I'm so over all this dust in my... Like, I'm so great. It's supposed to be giving the glory to God and classy. When Mahomes scored that touchdown in the AFC Championship game, that he, that long run he had, he did the, you know, the arms up in the air, flexing his muscles bit, and ran, and kind of bobbled his head and went to the end zone and you know saw all the fans. I didn't think that was cocky. He was excited, and that's Mahomes. That's Patrick Mahomes. All right, you're just saying anything to agree with her. That's what you're doing. There could always be worse actions. Why don't you go hang out with her? Hey, let's read this. Let's read this one more time. What's her name again? Brooke. Brooke. Why don't you go hang out with Brooke and watch the Super Bowl? Kelly always had a slight edge (laughs) of being the favorite, but with this comment, Brooke, (laughs) it really and really just supporting that school. (laughs) God, she's so pissed. God, you really pissed her off. I guess so. It's not the fact that she's even a university, is it, wait, LSU, Louisiana, what, is it LSU? Louisiana State University. Is that who it was yeah. that played? It's not even that she's an LSU fan. She's just an anti-Clemson fan. Yes. That's what that is. I'm surprised you and my dad speak. I mean, he went to the University of Georgia. He, I mean, he, See, I don't care. Back in the day, he couldn't stand Clemson. I thought he couldn't stand USC. No, my dad? No, there was Clemson, a Clemson, there. Clemson and Georgia. Oh, really? See, yeah. I don't know. No, there wasn't any rivalry for Clemson see, and USC. Or, uh, but Georgia I love and USC. your father, and we have a healthy relationship and a little healthy little Raz in there. And I bet your father would still choose me Oh, you could, as the favorite, you the could, slight edge. You could root for the Green Bay Peckers, and my dad would still love you. So you could root for anybody. But we both, it was so funny. We were watching that game, and he, he texted that. I was like, I just said that same thing to Alan. Yeah. Cocky quarterback. <laughs> Brooke, I'm on your side. So 
You know he's cocky. You just don't mind it. No, I I don't. I don't think doing a shoulder brush is cocky. That's they That's do cocky. they do stuff like that all the time. They do stuff like that all the time. Patrick Mahomes does stuff like that, and he's a he's one of the Did best. Troy Aikman bo- ever do that? Well, that is the standard. People accuse that is the gold <laughs> standard. People accuse Troy of maybe just kind of not even being human, maybe being a robot because he's nerves of steel. Emmett was not. And a jaw. Emmett was. His jaw is so chiseled it could cut diamonds. Mm-hmm. Emmett and Michael Irvin were not um, not cocky. Emmett wasn't that cocky. They like to celebrate. Yeah, but he didn't like do weird things. Okay. Did he? I don't remember. But he, anyway. He used to, well, they, they put in a rule in the NFL you couldn't you can't take your helmet off in the field because of Emmett. Really? Yeah, he used to take his helmet off after every touchdown and run around and scream and yell. And... I remember he used to toss all of his touchdown balls to his mom. Yeah, I think he kept a lot of them. He gave mm-hmm. them to the equipment That's manager. Why. Yeah. And he would toss them to his mom for some reason. I don't know. So anyway, more football talk on a sandwich and some loving. <sighs> Love it. So me more, too. really wasn't football talk. It was more like Brooke, what what is cock? You and me, Brooke. We're gonna get no. back. We're gonna get back to that healthy place in our relationship. Nope, she likes, I nope. know it. She likes me now. She said she likes me. You just wait till you say something that rubs her the wrong way. What are you talking about? I say stuff every podcast that rubs everybody the she wrong just way. Ha- you haven't hit her hot button yet. Oh. I mean, every podcast, I'm pissing somebody off. Usually me. I pissed a lot Usually of people off me. on this thing. Are you, are you cocky about it? You so proud of yourself? Kind of. Depends on who they are. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Because I am hot. Mm. I think I'm having a hot flash. Somebody told me they think I'm having very bad memory lapses and loss because I'm probably getting ready to go through menopause. Whoa. <laughs> yes, babe. What does that mean for me? Not for you, um, for me. <laughs> no, what is what does I know what menopause is, but what what is there anything I hard. is there anything I need to do to support you how through this real, journey? How real do we need to get on this podcast? What do I need to do to support you through I this just, journey? I don't just keep the air conditioner on when oh, I'm hot. Okay. Alan turned the heat on to 70 I'm tonight. Freezing I'm freezing like, my... Then go put on a jacket. Fucking gonads off right it now. It was 70. To, he turned the heat on 70. I thought I was going to die. I mean, die. I came from Florida where it was colder than here, and you it's can, cold here. You can put on a jacket instead of turn on the heat. Okay, look. Freaking iguanas falling ago, out of trees? Listen, about five years ago, ladies, this is the best thing. Um, I knew I was never going to have another baby. I physically can't. So why was I still having that time of the month? So I went and had an ablation, which is really a fun word to say. So I don't get that anymore. So I know that a sign that you're going through menopause is that stops, but mine stopped like five years ago. So I think that's what's happening to me now because I'm going to be 53 in April. I know. Hard to believe, right? But again, 75 at heart. Um, So I've been getting like where I'll just be sitting there and suddenly I start feeling really warm and it comes up from my belly and like comes out like through the collar of my shirt. This heat just rises and comes out through the collar of my shirt. And then it passes pretty quickly. And in the middle of the night, I'll be, same thing. I'll be sleeping. I'll be fine. And suddenly I'm just really, really hot and have to kick off all the covers until I cool off. It takes just a couple minutes and then I'm cold again and put the covers back on. But the thing about the memory loss, somebody wrote me and said, that's part of it too. But does it come back when you're done? Does the memory come back? That's what they didn't tell me. I am not an OBGYN. <clears throat> I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm not schooled in that anyway. <clears throat> okay, well, that was helpful. So anyway, that's what's going on with me. 
And I don't even know why we brought that up. See, I can't remember anything. <laughs> I really don't know why I brought that up. But I highly encourage Ablasians, oh, ladies. Goodness. Are you? I don't know if I like the direction this is going. Are you going to remember who I am someday? I hope so. That's heartbreaking. It honestly. is. I'm it's serious. Not it it's really, not funny it's at not, all. I don't. I hope I'm not getting. I don't. You don't think? Well, my great grandmother, my mother Price, um, she died from complications of Alzheimer's. Oh my goodness! Who but did? that's my great grandmother. My, my mother Price adopt my my mother Price is actually my mother's grandmother, but she adopted my mother, so right. it was my mother's mother. So she's really my great grandmother, and she had Alzheimer's, and it was not you know at fun at first it was kind of funny that she'd forget things, but then no, she'd that's get not really, funny. No, it would be cute, kind of funny. You know, at the beginning when they get really forgetful and say silly things, it's kind of cute, right? Old people, but then. She started getting really angry and frustrated because she just could not remember things. Mm -hmm. And then just to see you just lose them before they die physically, you lose them mentally. So it's like suffering two losses. And it's really just an awful thing. But I hear, you know, I hear um, they're making really great strides with the Alzheimer's Association and that they're close to getting a cure. And I hope that's I the truth. I think it's just you're going through that stuff, babe. And you're you're just you're just kind of uh, what's the best way to describe it? You're, I mean, you're. It's not horrible. Just sometimes you get absent-minded about stuff. I just can't remember anything. Well, you can remember things. It's not like all the time. I forgot there was a zipper on my boot. Well, that's kind That's of, bad. Yeah, that's kind of wheels off. That's bad. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see. Hmm. We'll see what happens. But I hope I remember you because that's sad. Because when you get to the end of life, you know, that's all you have are your memories and your family and your loved ones. And if you don't know anybody around you... That's so scary and lonely and sad. Oh, you think I don't want to end on that note. Are you going to remember me when I come back from um, the Grammys? I hope so. I hope you don't come back all Hollywood. Yeah, I'm going to come you back know what Hollywood. I'm, think, I'm wondering if anybody's going to think you're Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm going to come back Hollywood. I'm wondering if you're going to get confused for Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I seriously doubt that. You might. Well, if I do, I'm totally rolling with it. If you go to the right restaurant and you're rolling up in a tux after mm -hmm. the Grammys... Mm -hmm. You might be mistaken for Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, I can I can get in character. I'll get in character. Yeah, sure. What am I going to say Jeff is? What, like my bodyguard or something? Well, everybody has an entourage. He's right? part, just, he's part of know, my entourage? He's like your high school buddy that you're just your, your hanger on. Oh, boy. This is going to be... Or he's your producer for your next big blockbuster. This is going to be interesting. I'm sure we'll have some good stories to tell. I hope you do. Because I'm going to be without you. I'm going to go out with the cul-de-sac crew. My cul-de-sac girls, a few of us are going to go out on Friday night. And we have a designated driver, and it ain't me. Where are y'all going? Um, there's a restaurant called True Fire. Yeah? Cool. I haven't been there, but um, but uh, Stacy recommended it. So that's where we're going. Okay. Well, that's awesome, babe. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff to... Uh Talk about on the next podcast. We talked about some good stuff on this one, I think, in my opinion. Oh, and a hey, lot of territory. Shout out to a sandwich and some love and nation. Thirty thousand on the Insta. Instagram. So thank you for your all your support and following us there. And if you don't follow, get out there and do it because sometimes we run contests on at a sandwich and some love and. Oh, we're getting ready to have. We're a getting big ready run. to way to give away some really some. I I want to keep this stuff we're giving away. Next podcast, we Alan and I have to figure out how we're going to do this. We're giving away a really valuable prize. Thousands. 
a valuable prize. Not hundreds. That's that's my. I want to thousands. I want to share with all of our podcast family except for Brooke, and I want you all to be winners. Even hey, you, Brooke. Brooke, no. you have just as good a chance as everybody else. I don't hold that against you. You know why? I'm a Clemson fan, hey, and we have good hearts. Hey, she's good people <laughs> in my book. All right. No hard feelings, Brooke. She loves Cox, and she said, Alan gets my vote. That's a twofer right there. You were just waiting to work that in. All right, babe. Well, and He's still your favorite, Brooke, right? I love, okay. you des- I love you desperately. I love you, too. I love our listeners desperately. I love the Grammys desperately. I hope you have fun. But I'm sure we'll podcast again real soon. Tell Robin Zander I said, hey. If I don't get thrown in jail in L.A. with Jeff. For impersonating a celebrity. Good night. And in the immortal words of the great Keanu Reeves, life is good. Have a good sandwich.